Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm Tyler. I'm Jamie, and uh, we're back to a quick thing. So let's start off with some trailer talk. Coming soon to theaters. So the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home finally debuted last week with some of the world's worst kept secrets. Peter Parker has been outed as Spider-Man and his world is crumbling around him. So he turns to Doctor Strange for help with the spell to have people's memories erased of his secret identity and presumably the footage of Mysterio outing him for the, from the last film. But in typical Spider-Man fashion, something goes wrong with the spell, and now the multiverse has been opened up, and now it's up to Spidey and Strange to fix it. In the meantime, we have Alfred Molina's Dr. Octopus show up from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2, as well as the Green Goblin's pumpkin bomb from the same universe. So, since Molina confirmed he was in, in this like a while ago, and with the leaked set photos showing Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in costume, it's only a matter of time before we see them in the next trailer. As as this was, you know, as I said, some of the worst kept secrets, but they did add, uh, but they really do add to the hype. Now, the other thing is that the film seems to be loosely taking some plot points from the comics from Civil War to One More Day and One Moment in Time. Obviously, it's not going to be a full-on adaptation, and they will use and tweak what works best for those stories. I am happy about this because those three stories are not that great and to me, unnecessary. So also rumor has it that Professor Charles Xavier will cameo in the film and he will likely be played by Patrick Stewart. He will also be going against Scarlet Witch, who is rumored to be the villain of the film. As for the trailer, you know, I liked what I saw. If we see Toby and Andrew in this uh, for the team up, that will be pretty awesome. And um, like, how could they not be in this? The movie comes out on December 17th. So uh, that's, you know, we're, we're getting there. Um, but I, I can't wait. The trailer was great. It it really, we finally get, we finally get our first look at it. And, uh, yeah, so I'm pretty hyped about it so far. As am I, you know, um, I, I liked what I saw and, uh, it's, uh, I like the direction that we're going with this and, uh, I'm hoping that they pull a a nice surprise and, uh, make a, you know, Craven the Hunter, the, uh, the, the villain overall, you know? Mm. Well, since uh, it's going to be Jimmy Kimmel, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, either that, either him or or Owl or or uh, or Jack O' Lantern. Huh. So, uh, e- either one of those three, and uh, we got yourselves a winner. So, um, um, fingers crossed. Yeah. So uh, let's move on with uh, with some entertainment news. During our hiatus last week uh, was CinemaCon, which is basically a convention for theater owners around the world. Um, From what I can see, it's not open to the general public. Um, It's for theater owners only. So at the con, there were early screenings and first looks at upcoming films uh, that are coming up this year and next. So unlike the leaked Spider-Man trailer, those first looks are most likely will not be leaked online. But there are some descriptions of what was shown. So let's go down the list. First up, we have The Matrix Resurrections, which has now been officially confirmed as the title of the next installment. In the trailer that was shown, we see Keanu Reeves as Thomas Anderson, again, living a mundane life and having dreams of his previous life as Neo. He's telling this to a psychiatrist played by Neil Patrick Harris. He meets Trinity once again, played by Carrie Ann Moss, who doesn't know him but feels like she does. Then we get bits of action with Neo once again showing off his abilities, some shots of the new cast in the end, and in the end, uh, is in, uh, is, uh, Neo is in an office with a man in a suit who tells him you're going back to where it all started back to the matrix then we get the title which is back to the matrix no uh anyway so uh i hope to see that should have been the title yeah back to the matrix 
<laughs> yeah, but uh, no, uh, we get the Matrix title that comes up, and Neo, you have yeah, to come with me. Yeah, then it fades. What? Then it fades uh, into. Uh, then once that title fades, we get Resurrections. So no word yet as to when the trailer will debut, but should most likely be soon, since the movie comes out this December on the twenty second. I would think it's going to be either this month or October at the latest. So I mean, but they're cutting it close. We should have had a trailer for this like a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, yeah, like you said, we're cutting it close. I mean, to, to for this movie to come out like this close to the wire, to, like coming down to the wire. Come on, man. We shouldn't have had to wait this long for for this freaking trailer. I mean, yeah, we should have had at least at the least a teaser a year ago. Oh, yeah. At least a teaser, just a teaser, you know. But, you know, now, now, now it's like now it's going to get to a point where like we're going to see the first trailer of something. And the movie will come out the next day. Yeah, exactly. Come on, people. Quit being stupid. Also shown at CinemaCon. Stupid. Also shown at CinemaCon were trailers and early footage of uh, Mission Impossible 7 and Top Gun Maverick. For Mission Impossible, they showcased some of the stunts, especially Tom Cruise's motorcycle jump off a cliff that turns into a base jump. Cruise reportedly trained for a year doing 500 skydives and 13,000 motorbike jumps. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Some somebody protect this man. I mean, look, I love that he's committed to his craft. I mean, trust me. I, <laughs> I But man, if I wake up one day and I see something in the obituary saying Tom Cruise uh killed in an uh, in, in 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 you know, a jaywalking incident. Yeah. Then then I'm like I'm like, dude, you've gone too far, bro. Yeah. But Jesus, man, like, like yeah. I, I mean, hey, uh, pff, props for, you know, much. I mean, I've always I'm, I've always respected the guy, but yeah. Jesus, like, man, uh, pff, bravo, man. <laughs> Now, for uh, for Top Gun Maverick, they showed a new trailer and the opening sequence of the film uh, where Top Gun Maverick finds out that they are shutting down the Top Gun program. Maverick, being Maverick, steals a jet for one last ride and pushes it to its limits and takes it up to Mach 10.3. It looks now, like did Tom Cruise actually do this all like uh, like uh, 20 times like he did with the jumps and stuff, you know, just to test how fast he can go? You know, like rumor has it, he they're saying that he did fly the planes for certain things, but then... But then I'm hearing that they, the, the like the military wouldn't let him or, or the movie studio wouldn't actually let him fly the jets. So I'm like, I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter if it looks good. Fine. You know, I don't I mean, it doesn't yeah, he, he doesn't actually have to fly the damn planes. Yeah, he just probably can. I mean, the guy. Yeah. yeah. The guy can can do anything. Yeah. So <laughs> in the footage, it looks like uh, the the jet's going to explode. They cut to black, and then we find Maverick in the aftermath walking into a diner in the middle of nowhere with uh, the patrons, like, all looking at him in shock. Now, he asks where he is, and a little boy at the counter uh, says, Earth. They then cut to the new trailer. And I'm like, see, this, like, reading that description of that, it's like, see, that's how you do the Hal Jordan character. Just, just get these guys to do the Green Lantern movie, and you're good. But, you know, I, like, basically, Maverick is Hal Jordan. So... I don't see why they can't just do something like this instead of the fucking Green Lantern abomination that we got. But man, yo, if Tom Cruise does get cast as Al Jordan, like if they were to, to to redo a Green Lantern movie, yeah, shit, I'd I'd go along with that. Same here. I mean, I I think it could kind of work, you know, but I don't I mean, know. It's Tom Cruise. I mean, the guy yeah. could do it. He, you know what? He probably is a real life superhero. I mean, why yeah. not? He does everything else. 
but uh but yeah but it, the, so far that description sounds really awesome and uh, like i can't wait to see both of these films um but mission impossible 7 comes out on may 27th 2022 while top gun maverick comes out november 19th 2021 so we'll get our uh, shot of cruise adrenaline this year well, I mean, that's good. You know, I mean, we're, we're, we're due. We've been due for one for like a while. I mean, oh, yeah. we were supposed to, it was supposed to come out this year anyway, mm-hmm. like earlier. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but hey, at least I finally got to. Well, I mean, people are going to get shocked by this. But at least I finally got to see the first Top Gun. Ah, good. Yeah. So so now so now I'm, I'm fully caught up. And uh, well, did you, you like know. it? Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I definitely did. Uh, like it, it. For one thing, it, it definitely deserves its uh its place in '80s uh, movie lore and history and stuff. You know. Oh yeah. It's as beloved as like all the other fantastic classics from that beautiful decade. So. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah no so I can't wait for this one and 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 uh, we'll see if this one was actually needed. I mean, pff, I don't know. I mean. I played the video game. There's nothing like the movie, but but that's neither here nor there. But speaking of classics from a beautiful decade, uh, Jason Reitman surprised everyone by showing a first screening of Ghostbusters Afterlife. The early reactions have been really positive, uh, saying that this is the Ghostbusters sequel we've want we've wanted for a long time. Now I'm still cautiously optimistic here with this one. Uh, like it, for me, it's just it's the tone. That's what has me a little skeptical. Like filling it with a sense of Spielbergian wonder. Like I'm not sure that fits with Ghostbusters. But look, if it works, it works. You know, and and, and if it opens up new possibilities for the franchise, then I'm all for it. So we're gonna find out for ourselves November 11th. Like there, like. To be honest, I have like I have no real excitement for this. Now, don't get me wrong; it's not to say that I don't want to watch this movie. I do, I definitely do. Yeah, but like like you, I'm cautiously optimistic with this one too because it's like, uh, you know, we haven't really had much luck with like sequels coming out decades after first, uh, like Dumb and Dumber Two. Oh, you know. And 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 dumb and dumb too, so, um, so so it's like it's like it's one of those things where it's like should I have capitalized it while the iron was hot still or whatever or right. I don't know. For years, I was always content with just like Ghostbusters just being just two movies, you know. Like after the second one, like I, I felt we didn't need a third one. But hey, you know what? <sighs> Hopefully this will uh, be a nice little, uh, nice little surprise and uh, be better than we think it is. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that comes out November 11th, and uh, I guess we'll give our verdict when when that happens. But uh, that's all the news out of CinemaCon that I wanted to mention. But there's still some more entertainment news. So early reactions uh, from a test screening have been coming in for the upcoming The Batman film starring Robert Pattinson. It is being said that the film is very much like a horror movie. It's very graphic and dark. Paul Dano as the Riddler is very scary. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman is fantastic. The Batmobile is awesome, as it should be. But no word on Robert Pattinson's performance. Uh, but the person who saw it said his Batman voice was spot on. However, the biggest takeaway is the ending. Now get this. While no spoilers were given, it left the audience pretty shocked and is said to be a very big mic drop. And yes, it also sets up a sequel. So reportedly, the cut that was shown was three hours long. So we'll see what. Ah! Yeah. So we'll see what they keep and what they trim come March fourth of twenty twenty two. So after hearing this, 
I'm even more hyped about it. And, uh, and it really sucks that this film was delayed until next year. Uh, well, I mean, it, hopefully that'll just mean it'll be worth it in the long run. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I think I'm so, just, man. I really do. I'm liking what I'm hearing and from what I'm seeing about this. I'm excited for this in general. Um, and, um, you know, I'm looking forward to this movie and, you know, seeing how, uh, you know, the gentleman ghost, uh, you know, that does. And I mean, I know he's not, I'd be cool if he was, that'd be, that'd be pretty random if he was the, the main villain in this. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm like a lot of people are speculating that what's going to surprise people, like they might connect it to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Like if you see him, everybody's gonna be like, oh, you know, so I wouldn't be surprised. Now that, now that would be sick because those two like duking it out, you know, like, I mean, I loved Bale and, and uh, Ledger. Yeah. You know, yeah. like those two, the chemistry that those two had was amazing. If those two can, if if Joaquin and and Pattinson can duplicate that sort of thing, or maybe even make it better, yeah, holy shit, like, that would be like phenomenal. Yeah, just adding a new dynamic and a new layer to the Batman Joker exactly uh, relationship exactly. and all that. Like that would be very very interesting if they could do that. Exactly, you know, and and especially like you know, given how like. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix portrayed like uh, the Joker in his film, yeah, and what we saw from from what little we saw from uh, the Pattinson uh, yeah. uh, upcoming film. I mean, I mean, like it's 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 it it'd be a cool uh, like uh, new take on it yeah. if it were to happen. So. Uh, man, I mean, yeah, I mean, it'd be cool. Uh, it'd be cool to watch if that were to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just going to be, I think, setting up. I mean, this is Batman's second year. This won't be an origin movie, but it'll still be his early days. So they're just right now they're going to be setting up like his rogues and all that stuff. So we'll see. Uh, but if so, it's so, but if it's so a huge Mr. Freeze, huh? Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, who knows? But if like if it's a big mic drop like that, it has to be. It has to be Joker. It has to be that because oh, sure, I don't sure. see what else could be a huge thing. Penguin. No. You know, it's like, well, you know, I mean, clocking. Yeah, yeah, right. Cl yeah, man, everybody loses their shit over clocking. Like, really, fucking clocking? Okay. You know, or I the mean, condiment I mean, king. I, the condiment I, I king. I will lose my shit, not to, for the same reason. I'll be like, I was kidding. Yeah. And then it turns out to be clocking, and then and he does a good job too. It's yeah. like, oh my god. Um, it's about time, Batman. Yeah, yeah, and that's how it ends. You make me like, late. But um, now he has, the, he, has the, he has the he has the minute hand sword. Yeah, yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> but uh, or or King Tut, like what? Oh. <laughs> King Tut or 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 Penelope Pisu? Right, yeah. Oh man, yo, best movie ever if it was Penelope Pisu. Like, huh? <laughs> but uh, I would I would not stop laughing. <laughs> I really wouldn't. <laughs> but yeah, so um, but yeah, I mean. Pisu. But uh, moving on, so well, get this: Lionsgate is officially going forward with a fourth music movie. No, with a fourth, Shit. with a fourth Expendables movie. God damn it! <laughs> so besides Stallone, Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, and Randy Couture, um, they're, they're going to be coming back, but joining them will be Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson, Megan what? Megan what? Fox, and Tony Jaw. You know. Hmm. No, go ahead. I'll say I'll say my piece after you're done. So, like this time, the movie's uh, gonna focus on Statham's character. So instead of Stallone's, uh, with Fox as the female lead, and like none of this sounds interesting or appealing to me. Like I, I was done after part three. Like part two was probably the best one. I think 
Um, but yeah, absolutely, yeah, man, we don't need we don't need a fourth one. I know we're getting it regardless, but I guess we'll see how it turns out when we see a trailer. But this was just announced, so there's no other details as of yet. Yeah, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, I was fine. Like like after the third one, that's when that's the third one was when they pretty much should have phoned it in, you know, because I mean the third one was fine, mm. but the second one was the strongest of the trilogy. It was, yeah, you know. And it should, it should really stay as a trilogy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, look, I don't hate the 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 Expendables movies. I really don't. But it's like now you're, it's like now you're you're charging into for any kind of for any kind of series. Like once you get that fourth movie in, yeah. now you're in the now you're in the danger zone. Okay, because it's like now it's like, is it becoming too much? Is it is it becoming not enough? Whatever. In this case, it's 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 the risk of, of becoming too much, yeah. you know. And applaud, of course, we're gonna hear like all the jokes about like all the geriatric jokes and stuff. Yeah. Blah blah blah. It's oh, like yeah. okay, yeah, we get it. Yes, Stallone's Stallone's old and stuff, but he's still in great shape and he everything. Is. He really is. You can't. You can't. You cannot. You can bust the guy's age all you like all you want, but the fact of the matter is. He's still like he still looks pretty ripped. Yeah. You know. He takes care of himself. He does take care of himself. So does Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and and so, you know, say what you want, joke about it all you want, but it's like they, they still they still look good. But as for a fourth movie, I mean I mean, you know we're gonna end up going to see this anyway because part of it is just like curiosity. Yeah. I, again, we'll we'll wait for a trailer. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, you know, so uh, wait. Uh, now, now, now. They said Fifty Cent was in this. Yeah. And who else was gonna be in this? Like uh, Megan Fox and Tony Jaa. Okay, Tony Jaa. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Fifty Cent. I really don't have a problem with. I mean, he he's he's a, he's a, he's shown to be a pretty good actor. Mm-hmm. Megan Fox was. Well, anyway, go ahead, move on. Yeah. So, uh, and finally, Netflix showed some photos giving us a first look at Spike, Jet, and Faye for the upcoming Cowboy Bebop live action series. I have to say, they look. I saw a picture. Yeah, I have to say, they look pretty good. Like, I didn't expect them to have their costumes be so close to the anime series. Like, John Cho as Spike is pretty spot on. Uh, of course, they couldn't do Faye's costume accurately because it's just impractical for live action. But, but what yeah, they plus we're gonna have people like bitching about it. like, oh, oh it's too scantily, oh, it's too scantily clad. Oh, get this! But what they did come up with, so I think it looks good. Um, but of course, some fans are complaining, and the actress who plays Faye, Daniela Pineda, shared a sarcastic apology video for the fans. Like, good for her on that. You know, like there was just no way for them to make that work in live action. They, they, you know, they they just want they just want their eye candy, and they'll still get it. She's very gorgeous, but. But Faye is a very complex character, so we're going to get some pretty good story totally. with her as well. So there is no trailer as of yet. I don't know why, but you know, but the show is going to debut uh, on November nineteenth. But I'm like, yeah. why not tra- trailer? Just fucking trailer. You can yeah, you can have again, photos of them, but no trailer. Come on, guys. Again, again, give us a teaser. You yeah, know, yeah. You know, we're not we're not asking for like big, you know, like big time. Uh, uh, complex scenes and stuff, just like, just like you know, uh, a small teaser, like you know, characters, like uh, hell, you know, like you know, do do like a live action re uh, reimagining of of the of the opening. Yeah, yeah. As a teaser, that would be that would be fantastic. I mean, hell, freaking uh, Yoko Kano is coming back to do the to do the score. So, oh, that's so sick. Yeah, so she's scoring the show. Yoko um, Kano, 
Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But uh, so, yeah, man. So um, I know we got a lot of shit going on off the top rope. So the biggest, of oh course, the biggest, God. of course, is CM Punk's return. So um, I want to hear what you got to say about that. Oh, more on that in a bit. Let's fire it up. Off the top rope starts now. And yes, you are absolutely right. Uh, CM Punk literally broke the internet with his uh, with his appearance on Rampage uh, a while ago. And uh, you know what? I was saying for a while that I'll I'll believe it when I see it. So you didn't and think you didn't think he would actually show? I, I I honestly didn't. I honestly didn't. Okay. You know, I I had my I was skeptical about it because of like what he said about like uh wanting to come back to wrestling, but he comes out in Chicago to an incredibly huge pop Mm. and cult of personality plays. And I got to be honest with you. I got a tad bit misty eyed. Now I got, I got, I had a little bit of goosebumps and everything. I was like, Holy shit. Hell has frozen over. And of course, the man formerly known as the voice of the voiceless because on, on dynamite he he said he retired that because uh the fans the, the fans have a voice and they've uh, expressed that voice loud and clear so cm punk comes out cuts a very very touching promo about like uh well while he was gone like for like 7 years and stuff and uh he was basically he was basically like kind of like taking jabs at, at well, not 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 jabs, more like a jab at WWE, basically saying that like if he had stayed there like a little longer, like his health was not gonna get any better, so he needed to he needed to be out, he needed to get away. But then he talked about like how people over the years kept chanting CM Punk, CM Punk, and uh, he he point he was like, I hear you, I heard you. He was like, I heard you, and now I'm I'm here, I'm back. He made it very clear that he's back. And then he also made it clear that at the next pay-per-view, he wants to take on Darby Allen. Oh, that's um, going to be interesting. Oh, yes. Because uh, cause he, like, uh, basically respects – he talked about, like, how much he respects a lot of the people yeah. um, back, in the, back in the locker room. Um, a lot of guys he wants to work with and, um, and of course, starting with, like, Darby Allen. And 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 that's gonna be, that's gonna be a hell of a match, and of course it's gonna now we're gonna see if he still got it, you know, mm. seven years away from the ring, that's a that's a very long time. So you know, hopefully hopefully he got some uh, training in, and um, I mean he he looks he looks in great shape, you know, still yeah. looks the same way as he did like years ago. So, um. I'm really excited to see, like, uh, you know, I mean, I'm definitely going to watch that pay-per-view for sure. I mean, I'm going to watch it in general because the card is building up to be uh, um, pretty good. And I'll talk about more. I'll talk more about that uh, all out in uh, uh, as the weeks pass because uh, it's coming up really soon. Uh, I'll even mention the uh, uh, the match, the, the, the final match between MJF and Chris Jericho. Uh, where if Chris Jericho loses, his career is over. But more on that down the line. But yeah, good to have CM Punk back. The shirt that he had 
like it sold out immediately. In fact, it, it sold out to the point where like the servers for AEW shop like went down. It was uh it was crazy. So it's good to have him back. And he also teased at someone else coming back on AEW Dynamite last week when everybody was chanting yes, yes, yes. His words were that's someone else's shtick, but you're gonna have to be a little bit more patient. Mm. And if you people know who I'm talking about, word is he may be also coming at all out as well. But we'll see what happens uh, when the time comes. So again, good to have CM Punk back. Very curious as to what he'll do. And 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 it's it's definitely good to be a wrestling fan again. Thanks to him, of course. I mean. You know, got a chance to meet him like uh, many years ago. Cool guy. Um, and uh, yeah, so all eyes are going to be on AEW for the time being. But let's switch gears right now. Let's uh, let's talk about the, you know, uh, uh, SummerSlam. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to run down the matches for SummerSlam in case you like guys didn't miss it. So uh, Big E took on Baron Corbin and he was victorious in that match. RK Bro, the team of Matt Riddle and Randy Orton, took on the Raw Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles and his big bodyguard, Omos. Uh, it would be RK Bro that would be victorious and become the new Raw Tag Team Champions. In a match that nobody asked for, uh, Alexa Bliss defeated Eva Marie. Yay. For the United States Championship, Sheamus put the belt on the line against Damian Priest, and it would be Damian Priest that would be victorious and win his first WWE Championship and become the new United States Champion. So, congratulations to him. Big fan of his. Hopefully, Vince doesn't screw him up because he's, uh, he's, he's a good catch. And, uh, yep, that's that. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the defending champions, the Usos, took on the, the team of Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic. Uh, they're looking to recapture the titles. Uh, for uh, the second time, but it would be the Usos that would be victorious and retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Now, one of the big stories from SummerSlam was uh, Bianca Belair was supposed to take on Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't know why it's just delayed right there. Championship. But for some reason or another, Sasha Banks wasn't there. And so, at first, Carmella was going to be the one to replace her. But then we got the return of Becky Lynch, the man, which uh, got a pretty big pop in herself, you know, but not as big as CM Punk. But anyway, Becky Lynch comes out, and in in a matter of mere seconds, after like a, a, a rock bottom type of move, and a pin, Becky Lynch beats Bianca Belair, to become the SmackDown Women's Champion, uh, which was, um, which kind of pissed a lot of people off, because you know, we were anticipating like a a good match between these two, and then it just ends in like ten seconds. Uh, you know, I wasn't really, I wasn't really on board for that either. And it's like, oh great, you know, but <sighs> it is what it is. So we're moving on. Um, Drew McIntyre took on Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre beat Jinder Mahal. Um, yay. Triple threat match for the Raw Women's title. Uh, we have Charlotte Flair taking on Nikki A.S.H. 
and Rhea Ripley. And for the 83rd time, it would be Charlotte Flair that will be victorious and winning the Raw Women's Champion, uh, Women's title. I can't even talk. Uh, The Raw Women's title for the 76th time. (sighs) She's a champion again. Yay. Whatever. What a bore. In the only good match of the night, Edge took on Seth Rollins, and this was a good back-and-forth match. Uh, This was the only real match worth watching. Edge would be the one to defeat Seth Rollins and uh, sort of save the show for the most part until the next match, which was Bobby Lashley defending his WWE Championship against Goldberg. Yeah, about that. It would be the 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 match was I mean the match was was very lackluster to say the least. At one point, uh, Goldberg hurt his leg or Lashley hurt Goldberg's leg, and that's how the match was stopped by Goldberg's like hurt leg, and Bobby Lashley retained his title. It it was it was it was stupid, and of course the main event we had. Average Joe, otherwise known as Roman Reigns, taking on, you know, the doctor of thugonomics, Mr. Mr. John Cena, Mr. Mr. Johnny Five Moves for the Universal Championship. And uh, you know what? Honestly, this this actually did turn out to be a pretty good match. I'm not going to front. But because Roman Reigns uh, revealed the night before, well, unknowingly, he revealed the night before, like the outcome of the match. Uh, we kind of knew what was uh, going to happen. And of course, Roman Reigns ends up winning. What do I mean by that? So Roman Reigns said on SmackDown that if he were to lose to John Cena, that he would leave WWE forever. Now, do you honestly think that they would let that happen? Honestly, not. Because despite the fact that the guy has like little to no talent, he is like you know one of the hottest things going right now in in WWE. So. Vince is not going to let his cash cow, like, go away. Not at all. So the fact that he said that kind of ruined the whole main event. And, you know, we knew even before the bell rang that Roman Reigns was going to win. And the big surprise after that was Brock Lesnar came back. So things are going to be interesting with, uh, you know, Paul Heyman's current protege and Paul Heyman's uh, old protege. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen between these two. But it's a, uh, it's gonna be pretty, uh, pretty darn uh, cool, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Let's move on. We go from a semi-average pay-per-view to a really awesome pay-per-view. NXT Takeover 36 the following night. Oh God, it was a breath of fresh air. It, it, like every match from beginning to end was 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 interesting in one way or another. Cameron Grimes took on LA Knight uh, for the Million Dollar Championship. If L.A. Knight were to win, Ted DiBiase would be his butler instead of Cameron Grimes. However, Cameron Grimes would be victorious and become the new million-dollar champion. Very good match, uh, to say the least. I thought these two put on a pretty good show. Very good opener for for NXT TakeOver. Uh, For the Women's Championship, Raquel Gonzalez took on Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai turned on Raquel Gonzalez not too long ago, proclaiming that she wanted a shot at Raquel Gonzalez. And um, and another good match. Raquel Gonzalez would be the one to be victorious to retain the NXT Women's Championship. However, it would not be without an interruption by NXT, former NXT UK Women's Champion Kaylee Ray. 
So she made it known that she wants the shot at Raquel Gonzalez. I think that's going to be a, a barn buster because Kaylee Ray is very legit. She, in fact, she is the longest reign. She was the longest reigning women's champion, NXT UK winning women's champion, until she was dethroned by Mako Satomura. Um, moving on to the match of the night, the match that pretty much stole not just the whole night but the whole weekend altogether. The rematch, ten months in the making, between Ilya Dragunov and Walter for the NXT United Kingdom Championship. And, dude, when I say that this match was was a masterpiece, that's just putting it mildly. Their first match was, like, insane to begin with. But these two did it again uh, and put on a hell of a show. And Walter, who, was, who at the time was NXT UK champion for 800, I believe, 870 days. But... He he definitely was worthy of being um, worthy of being a champion, but Ilya Dragunov fought and fought and fought, and he would be victorious and defeat Goliath for the most part uh, to become the new NXT UK champion in 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 a masterpiece of a performance. Somewhere down the line, I'm going to watch that match again because it was just so awesome. In what was billed as the undisputed finale, Kyle O'Reilly. And Adam Cole, um, we're going to duke it out one final time in a two out of three falls match. In the first fall, it was a regular wrestling match. Kyle O'Reilly would get the pin on that. In the second fall, which was a street fight, uh, Adam Cole, baby, would uh, uh, get the win on that and tie up everything one on one to one. And then we go to the third fall, which was a steel cage match. And it would be Kyle O'Reilly who would beat Adam Cole, not only to win the match, but also end the feud once and for all. Adam Cole's contract with WWE uh, has now expired and has not renewed. So he is now a free agent. So don't be surprised if we see him on Wednesday nights, I mean, after all, his girlfriend is currently the AEW Women's Champion, if you know what I mean. So, best of luck to Adam Cole. I'm pretty sure a guy like him will not find it hard to find work. And Kyle O'Reilly, I hope a title match is in the future. I would, I would love, to, personally, I would love to see him and Walter go at it, because I think, I think they would tear it up. In the main event. We have Samoa Joe taking on Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. Karrion Cross, at this point, probably the most dominant NXT champion to date. But it would be Samoa Joe for the first time ever. Well, not for the first time ever, but uh, it would be Samoa Joe who would be the first ever three-time uh, NXT champion. So now we're gonna see uh, how uh, his title reign is. And uh, who wants to step up to to take him on? L.A. Knight has already uh, made interest that uh, he wants a shot. Kyle O'Reilly, of course, got a lot of contenders. And, of course, Karrion Cross got called up to the main roster. So, um, uh, so much for your career, dude. Um, it was fun while it lasted. We're going to move on to New Japan uh, Resurgence, which took place at the, at the torch at the Los Angeles... Uh, Memorial Coliseum. Just going to run through the, the results here. Carl Fredericks uh, defeated Alex Coughlin. 
TJP, Clark Connors, Ren Narita defeated Wheeler Yuta, Rocky Romero, and Fred Rosser. The team of Yuya Lamura, Adrian Quest, Fred Yehi, Chris Dickinson, and Leo Rush defeated Danny Limelight, Royce Isaacs, Jarrell Nelson, J.R. Kratos, and Tom Lawler. Juice Robinson defeated uh, Hikaleo. Uh, it will be Tomohiro Ishii defeated Moose. Uh, in in my favorite match of the night, um, Moose has uh, come a long way uh, since uh, getting into pro wrestling. He's definitely shown that he's improved very, very, very greatly. And um, an opponent like Tomohiro Ishii is definitely good for, um, you know, give people a hell of a fight. Uh, Will Ospreay returned, and he just declared himself the real IWGP uh, heavyweight champion. He had to relinquish the world heavyweight title because of an injury. And Shingo Takagi would end up winning the world title. So in actuality, Shingo Takagi is the world heavyweight champion. But Will Ospreay um, declaring himself the world heavyweight champion. But uh, we're going to see how that plays out um, in the weeks to come. Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, the Good Brothers, the Impact Tag Team Champions, defeated uh, the team of John Moxley and Yuji Nagata. And for the, the never open weight championship, Jay White defended his title against David Finley successfully. And in the main event, Lance Archer took, put his IWGP uh, United States Heavyweight Championship on the line against Hiroshi Tanahashi. And it would be Tanahashi that would be victorious and complete the, I guess, I don't want to say the triple crown, maybe the grand slam of uh, New Japan. I mean, he already, he was a, he was a former. IWGP Heavyweight Champion, former Intercontinental Champion, former Never ha- uh, Never Openweight Champion, a former Tag Team Champion, uh, and now he's a current United States Champion. So, congratulations to him, and we'll see, uh, you know, uh, what his uh, reign will entail. Let's uh, let, we're gonna move on right now to NWA news. This weekend, NWA on Saturday held its first ever all women's pay per view. And uh, turned out to be one uh, one hell of a show. Going to run down what happened on there. Kylie Ray representing the NWA took on Cheek Tormenta of the AAA promotion and Diamante of AEW in a triple threat match. It would be Diamante that would be the uh, that would be victorious in this match. And uh, well, yeah, wasn't anything for any like particular. Uh, title or, or anything, but hey, who knows? It might bring her closer to a title shot of some kind. Maybe. We'll, uh, we'll find out for sure. The Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament was also underway on this night um, as uh, they were bringing back the uh, titles for the first time in many, 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 many years. We have the team of, of Hell on Heels which consisted of Renee Michelle and Sahara Seven, taking on the team of The Hex, uh, which is a team of Allison Kay, former NWA Women's Champion, and her and her partner, Marty Bell. And it would be The Hex that would defeat Hell on Heels to go on to the finals of the Women's Tag Team Tournament. But before the next match, the announcers they, they explained that um, Jazzy Yang is Jimmy Wang Yang's daughter, and Miranda Gordy is Terry Gordy's daughter. Now, reason I say that is because they were the other teams in the other match in the semifinals. The fabulous Free Babes consisted of Jazzy Yang and Miranda Gordy 
along with um, who was accompanied by Hollywood Haley J, who is also a second generation wrestler. Uh, though I do forgot, I do forget who her father was. Um, but the Free Babes are all uh, second generation uh, performers. In fact, Jazzy Yang came out looking like Shona from Last Dragon, which is really cool. Um, they took on the team of Red Velvet and Kylan King. But it would be Red Velvet and Kylan King that would be victorious and go on to take on the Hex uh, for the for the vacant um, NWA Women's Tag Team Championships. Deanna Perrazzo uh, defended her Impact Knockouts Championship against Melina. That's right, Melina came back, uh, made an appearance on Impact recently to to challenge Deanna Perrazzo uh, for the Knockouts Championship, but it would be Deanna Perrazzo, the Virtuosa, that would be victorious and defeat Melina to retain her Knockouts uh, Impact uh, Impact Knockouts Championship. In the tag team final, we have the Hex taking on Red Velvet and Kylan King. It would be the Hex that uh, who would win the titles and uh, become the first uh, NWA Women's Tag Team Champions in a long, 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 long time. In the semi-main event, we have the NWA Women's Championship. The champion Camille taking on legit Layla Hirsch of AEW. And in a, in a very good effort from Layla Hirsch, she did put up a fight against Camille, but it would be Camille who would be victorious with her patented spear and successfully retain her NWA Women's Champion. Champ- I can't even say championship. Why can't I say championship? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, and retain her title. Um, something tells me that Camille is going to hold on to the belt for a very long time because she's such an incredible athlete uh one of a kind and um i don't I, I don't see anybody being her anytime soon um in the main event we have the women's invitational cup gauntlet in which the winner would take on camille the night after for the nw women's championship so we have uh we have uh we have uh, contestants like chelsea green kira hogan Bianca Corelli, uh, Thunder Kitty, uh, Genocide, Lady Frost, uh, Debbie Malenko, Jamie Senegal, uh, Masha Slamovich, and, and Tootie Lynn. And it will be Chelsea Green, uh, who is one of the first people in in this uh, in this gauntlet um, to be the winner of the Invitational Cup and will be the number one contender for uh, the Women's Championship. And finally, we're going to talk about NWA 73. So NWA 73 was definitely night to remember. We had the appearance of the nature boy, Ric Flair himself. Of course, since being released by WWE, it was, of course, it was expected that he was going to like show up in like different places. So who knows uh, if we'll even see him on AEW sometime soon. So he did a promo where he said that he loved Vince McMahon. The Hall of Famer also thanks Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton, and others for their support. I'm gonna go, I'm just gonna cut right to the notable matches. La Rebellion took on J.R. Kratos and Aaron Stevens for the NWA World Tag Team Championships. The team of Mecha Wolf and Bestia Six Six Six, which was accompanied by Conan. I know you remember him. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. in a in a really good tag team match, in my view. 
Um, it would be the the team from the AAA promotion in Mexico that would defeat Kratos and Aaron Stevens to become the new World Tag Team Champions. So it'll be interesting how um, how these guys will uh, uh, defend their titles and who will who will challenge them. Of course, Aaron Stevens and Kratos probably invoke their rematch clause. So we'll see what happens as uh, time passes. In the main event, Trevor Murdoch puts his career on the line as he takes on the national treasure, the dealer, Nick Aldis, who at this point was NW World Champion for 1,044 days. Very impressive. So people are talking about like Roman Reigns. Today marks Roman Reigns uh, being a full year. Uh, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. But, you know. Uh, come back to me when when you know you you reach 1,000 days or even like 800 days like Valter. So, I mean, yeah, sure, being champion for a year that's 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 great, but you know it's not impressive. In a hell of a match, kind of a shock to me, uh, Trevor Murdoch would actually pull out the win and defeat Nick Aldis to become the new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. So yes. The man that was trained by Harley Race, also a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, would become the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. So, of course, Harley smiling down from that arena above and uh, very happy for his uh, protege. In other action, we have Allison Kay, Marty Bell, and Lady Frost defeating Paola Blaze, Terrence Terrell in Genocide, uh, PJ Hawks defeating Colby Carino. Tim Storm defeated Crimson and Tom Latimer in what was known as the Brawl in the Lou. Uh, Mickey James, aside from being the executive producer of NWA Empower, um, also uh, laced up her boots and took on Kylie Ray and was uh, victorious in that match. Tyrus, the current NWA World Television Champion, uh, the title was not on the line because he was in six-man action, teamed up with Jordan Clearwater and the Mystery Man, now known as Scion, uh, defeated the Pope, Odinson, and Paro, uh, otherwise known as The End. Chris Adonis, formerly the Masterpiece, defended his NWA National Championship against James Storm, a former national champion himself. But it would be Chris Adonis that would be victorious and retain his NWA Championship. In a 12-man battle royal um, between Judas, uh, or Judas, I believe that's what he says, Sal Renaro, Sal Renaro, JTG, Captain Yuma, uh, Marche Rocket, Jeremiah Plunkett, Luke Hawks, Matthew Mims, El Rudo, Jamie Stanley, Rush Freeman, and Jane and the Heartthrob. It would be Judas that would be victorious and defeat the other eleven contestants in the in this battle royal. As mentioned before, Chelsea Green was the Invitational Cup winner as she won the right to challenge Camille for the NWA Women's Championship. And in a valiant effort, it would be Camille that would defeat Chelsea Green to retain successfully for the second night in a row uh, her NWA Women's Championship. That's pretty much it for NWA 73. It was uh, it was definitely a great show. Um, good that they uh, closed it out on, uh, well, the fact that like uh, Trevor Murdoch and Nick Aldis put on a, a hell of a match. Definitely, definitely something that um, I, I didn't expect for Trevor Murdoch. So congratulations to him and be relieved, everybody, because that's going off the top rope. So before we go, um, 
you know, I just wanted to say that, uh, well, we, we, we want to talk about how uh, Ed Asner, he passed away over the weekend. Um, he was a, you know, he was a he had a prolific career. And uh, of course, you know, not, not just for being on the Mary Tyler Moore show, but you and I know him, of course, as the uh, and probably many others uh, as uh, the voice of uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. So he and was, also Hudson from Gargoyles. Yeah. And uh, um, oh, God, uh, Cosgrove and Freakazoid. So, That's right. um, yes. yeah, so he's done a lot of, he's done a lot of work. And so, you know, he'll, he'll be missed. It, it was, he was 91. It was still a shock that he passed, but you know, may he rest he in peace. He was a jack of all trades. He was definitely a talented man. Yeah. So may he rest in peace. Farewell, Mr. Asner. And thank you. And that's our show. Thanks for listening. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts, as well as our Quick Channel Instagram and Facebook pages. Please subscribe or drop a review, preferably both. And we'll see you next week. We're back. Hey, Freakazoid, I've got a two-for-one coupon for the mud baths. You interested? Am I?